Jeff here. Thanks for listening. Go to playvolutionhq.com slash ccbag or click the link in the show notes for the show's archives, ways to connect, ways to support the show, information about happy hour, and more. title i'm jeff johnson coming to you from upstairs studio in the snuggery along the gulf of mexico with me from the the urban jungle of boston samantha balch how you doing sam i'm lost in the urban jungle man there's so many old buildings but they're also kind of short which is weird but cool are you like are you like right in the heart of things we don't want to we don't want to have people showing um, up sort of but yeah i'm sort of in the heart of things i can get to the heart of things very easily so <laughs> we'll go with that we'll go with that um, the heart of things, heart hey, of things listeners, adjacent yeah adjacent to heart of things listeners earlier today when jeff and i confirmed what time we were recording i had the idea of a lifetime and it was the child care barge and grill and i just wanted to say that because i think that's great i think i think jeff could host a very successful booze or no booze cruise along the gulf of mexico where we uh do this but in person uh, yeah um i mean a party barge sounds look there well, i didn't they're... say it was a party i've never been to a party in my life this is a working group you get pd it's... hours for going no i think i mean that's kind of the uncon thing that uh that lisa oh, and i true. did back in the back in the day but on the water and and look we did kind of a version of this at the uh the florida uncon back in the day lisa dan hodgins and i and um about a dozen other humans went out for one of our days of uncon was out on a pontoon boat uh around uh, off the coast of florida so heather earned non-pon yes that's where heather 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 stayed back um, Heather, that early childhood nerd, did not did not join us on the pontoon because she's she's just a it, she is a pooper of parties and she's a landlubber. Uh, yeah, she's a landlubber. Didn't join us, and uh, it was a delightful day. Um, there were there were dolphins. My hat blew off in the wind. We had to circle Amazing. the the pontoon back to save it. Wait, uh, what kind of hat? It was worth uh, a pontoon. It was circling? a straw cowboy hat to keep the sun That's off my nice. bald head. That's good. Um, Kristen, Kristen Peterson. Um, Kristen Peterson uh, of play, uh, camp, play, play camp. What does she call it now? Um, Renegade. I don't know. The, the, I, I don't know. I'm sorry, Kristen. She, I'm your worst she, fan. She lied. She lied through her teeth to the boat rental guy, proving to trying to prove to him that she had actually driven a big pontoon boat before, because she wanted to be the driver of the pontoon boat, and uh, and he he let her drive the pontoon boat because she she claimed she'd driven lots of pontoon boats and she had never driven a pontoon boat. So we all all risked our lives with Kristen. So, it was delightful. Really- the more you talk about this, the more I feel like the childcare barge and grill would be an incredible <laughs> cruise that we could all have. 
we all all being all of the prolific listeners no we're the prolific they're just the listeners how does this work well, we have some, uh, yeah, what would you call the listener of a prolific, the, the... I'll call you prolific listeners. I think you're beautiful. Um, so, listeners, if you, if you, if you want to, if you want to hop on a child care, bar, child care barge and grill um, for some, some early learning talk, go over to uh, my play haven and, uh, and, uh, and talk about it. Um, I, I don't think it'll happen, but uh, on the other hand, there are lots of, uh, Lots of awesome beach rentals uh, along the Gulf here, and uh, it would be a fun time. I just don't know if I would show up. That's a lot of uh, people. Honestly, that would be amazing if you didn't. That would be so (laughs) funny. It would be so funny if, like, (laughs) it's just a bunch of people here for this prolific, longest-running early childhood podcast. The host of said podcast literally nowhere to be found. Just just shows up. I'd show up via Zoom. Yeah. Hey. You might you might like bump on, into on on the beach. Yeah, wow, this is great. No, I'm at my house. Um, I'm just hanging yeah. out. Yeah. Um, give you the general area where you can find me, but not going to tell you um yeah. too much. Good luck. Um. So, uh, yeah, the childcare barge and grill that could be that could be a thing. There are Maybe there are fun. actually, and you can you can grab a. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Anyway. Got another hypothetical about for barges. you. I love hypotheticals. Another hypothetical for you. Um, corn on the cob is delicious. This is true. Uh, what other th- on the cob? We, I, I, I don't feel like there's enough on the cob kind of things that we can consume or engage with. So what other on the cob would you like? I would like, for example, um, chicken nuggets on the cob. <laughs> uh, just a big old, um, 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 just a big old cob and then, of nuggets. And then a hard middle bit. That the nuggets grow from? Yeah, the nuggets would be okay, anchored. Kind of like, have you ever seen a Brussels sprout growing? Yes. Yeah, wild, right? Just wild, the way those things, the fact that that is real blows my mind. Um, okay, on the cob, on the cob, on the cob. See, I like corn on the cob. I think it's mm-hmm. delicious. I have some weird sensory things. I don't sure. like food on my face. Mm. So like ribs... Hard for me. Corn on the cob. Hard. I eat it like a bird. I like I try and like jut my teeth out so that nothing touches my face. Should something touch my face, I immediately wipe my face. It's it's weird. It's a weird thing that my like both my older brother and I have it. He eats like fried food with a knife and fork. He has eaten pizza with a knife and fork. Like nothing can touch his hand. Uh, anyway, so that being said, I'm trying to think of food that's like not super messy that I could eat on a cob. Honestly, cooked rice on a cob. Just like eat the rice. Like that would be great. You take a bite of rice and that, yeah, take a bite of rice and then eat your orange chicken or whatever you're eating. Take a bite of rice. Like, yeah, that'd be fun. So are you, are you biting? Is this, is this like sticky rice and you're getting like multiple grains of rice with each bite or are you biting individual grains? No, 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 no. You're biting like a clump of rice. A clump of rice. It looks like a corn on the cob. And then every time you take a bite, there's just so many grains of rice that you then get. Uh, it would make your hands kind of sticky. Can I have, um, you know, those corn on the cob holders? Oh sure, sure. Yeah, you get the yeah. little, you get the little holders. That's so like, could we? Love those. Would you? Would you? Do you have foods touching issues? No, I'm fine with that. Okay. It's just so that when they're on my so mouth. could that be there modified to sushi on the cob? Oh yeah, I could do that. That'd be fun. 
So it so may be the, the individual roles that have to be a little bit smaller to make them. Yeah, make them just easier. little guys. But there would be um, little sushi, sushi nodules on the cob. Nodules of sushi, polyps of sushi, like a coral. Yeah. Um, I feel like popcorn on the cob should exist because corn on the cob exists. So logically, we should be able to have popcorn on the cob. Um, and I don't have to have a bowl at the movie theater. I can just like a good sure. chef, you know, just eat that. And I think um, I think we would both eat that in different ways. I think you would be eating it very nice and orderly, one one kernel, probably, one yeah, kernel like, at a time. I would be dipping the whole thing in a vat of butter, <laughs> and just <laughs> nom, 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 nom. I'd be cooking <laughs> cookie monstering that thing. Um, I think that that's the way. Yeah, well, cookies on the cob would be would be delightful. On the cob, I could I could go for that. Um, that I think shrimp shrimp cocktail on the cob. Um, how okay? How does that work though? Is it just the shrimps and you have to dip it into the cocktail sauce, or is the cocktail sauce like drizzled on top of it like a lote? Well, I think the shrimp would be attached by the tail. They would just have little okay, tail anchors that I you would that. grow them in some sort of vat. Some sort of just live horrifying their, machine. Their, their, they the would cob. live their little shrimp life attached by their tail to the good, the yeah. cob matrix, and mm-hmm. uh, and then we we'd shell them and and cook them. And I think I, I think the the cock. I, I mean, I like my dipping vat. <laughs> the vat is but, good. See, but, I feel like better, even better idea: squeeze bottle. You can squeeze it on an individual module. You can sure. squeeze it on a whole row. Sure. I think that might not be accurate enough for you. That might get a little messy. Maybe you would need yes, a syringe. Precisely. Honestly, I'd be fine with that. With a little, one, of those little, one of those little uh, baby baby medicine syringes, maybe. Be, at, at some itty bitty tweezers to take it off yeah. the cob. But if if we're going to breed the shrimp on the cob in the vat of horrors, yeah. I think maybe we could figure out a way to just make the shrimp cocktail flavored. Well, yeah, just their their little shrimp blood would be would be cocktail sauce flavored. I think. Um, is, this, is this podcast a crime against shrimps? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, shrimp don't. Yeah. Shrimp uh, I mean, jelly bean on the cob. Jelly beans would be good. Are, are we? Now here's would the you... thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, are you? Oh, flavors. go ahead. I yeah. feel like. You should have, I feel like you should be able to, uh, you know, crossbreed. So you have certain flavors that are together, but you don't have certain flavors. Like if you are in everything, like I don't want the licorice touching the lemon, you know, that's weird to me, but I could do a lemon, strawberry, like berry kind of thing going on. And then I could do licorice somewhere else. I could do that. I don't think I'd want just as if you put a bunch of jelly beans on a stick like rando flavors. I need a, mm-hmm. I need something of a guideline for them to be flavored as. Sure. Would that be, that would be, you need, you need color or flavor, mm-hmm. a flavor families. Yeah, precisely. Oh, imagine how beautiful they'd be. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be, that would be, Oh, Slinky, what would you like? What would you like on the Slinky? cob? You would like, you would like ribs on the cob. I think that sounds delicious. Um, Slinky, which way do the ribs grow? Are the ribs pointing up out of the cob or are the ribs along the cob uh, parallel? Well, I think they would be along the cob. It would just be multiple racks. This would be a big fucking cob. Um, <laughs> there would be just multiple racks of ribs on the cob and you just you just break a hunk off and uh, and go Bad at hunk. it. 
there would i mean there would be so much barbecue sauce flying all over the place it would be it would be horrific for you um, food on my face well i think we've i think we've beaten that's a great question we've beaten i'm super hungry now this is great um yeah hey listeners if you if you want to run with any of those ideas um i just want my my seven and a half percent forward to seeing your horrifying science experiments yeah yeah sounds good hey so sam i wanted to talk a little bit about complexity bias since i was uh I was I, I I actually learned the term for the first time eight minutes before we started recording because I was I was Amazing. thinking about I was thinking about this this early word learning work. Um so complexity bias, according to the internet, is the belief that complex solutions are better than simple ones. Ah, the, term yes. denotes, the term denotes the irrational preference for complexity over simple approaches that are faster, cheaper, and safer. And I would argue that in the early learning world, one of the reasons we don't fully embrace play and trusting kids with the the power and control over their play, that research seems pretty clear um, is beneficial, is because we like things to be more complicated. And yeah. And we should fucking stop doing that. But so why, I mean, do you feel this interest in complexity? Uh, yeah, actually. Uh, and I think, I, I think you're bang on um, just that partic- particularly in the American context that we both grew up in and taught in and currently dwell in. Um, there's absolutely like this idea that the, that more is better. So mm-hmm. more, in terms of a more complex day, right? Like we're going to do math and then we're going to do reading and then we're going to do science and then we're going to do social studies and then you'll have 15 minutes for recess. But recess isn't structured. So we're not really sure what's going on there. But everything else, we're going to have be a beautiful little structure. So it's perfect and we know exactly what you're doing. As opposed to, you know, coming into the room of of four-year-olds and being like, you all love those blocks. Let's get more. Let, what else do you need? You know, asking those sorts of questions. I think obviously, you know, early childhood is such a fascinating beast that takes in so many different complex worldviews that has made it whatever it is today. Uh, but I would definitely say complexity bias is is part of it. Do you want to know my favorite, like, sort of complexity bias story? Of course. I, you probably know this story. Um, space program. We're going outer space, us being America. So they spent, NASA and probably a few other companies spent years, millions of dollars to develop a pen that will write in space. So you can use it upside down. You can use it underwater. It's incredible. The Russians used a pencil when they Mm -hmm. went to outer space. They were, great, we'll bring a pencil. They didn't try to find a new solution. They used what they already had. And works fine, uh, which is just very funny to me that that ha- that's a true story and that that happened. And I think that illustrates this beautifully. Like we see a problem and we're going to, you know, we want to tackle it and we want to find the best and biggest solution. And we're going to spend all these time, this time and resources on it. And it uh, turns out you could have just done one other thing and it would have been fine. Yeah. And, and in early learning that, that one other thing you can do is, is just, to stand Less. there and observe, <laughs> um, bite your tongue and observe. 
um, there's the, this this need for complexity. Um, I did a I did a training about loose parts a couple of weeks ago, and it it is very hard to get through people's heads the fact that the way you do loose parts is doesn't have to be much more than making loose parts available. Here's um, some stuff. The, yeah. I mean, you plop the stuff into the the environment and you let kids discover it and and see what the fuck happens. Right. But they uh, people feel that they need to program loose parts. They need to have a loose yes. parts curriculum. And what do I what do I do with this? And and when when we adults start doing all of the doing, we are we make the loose parts less loose. Yes. And so we actually they take become away rigid parts. Yeah, 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 exactly. There, there. If if we take away the looseness, they're no longer loose parts. Loose parts. And 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 um, it, but but we just everybody feels the need to to do that, and I think it's right. It's part of the way. It's part of the way that uh, that people are are educated to work in this field. I think because there's, uh, I mean, at least back in the day before I became a happy dropout, there was a lot of. There's a lot of talk about lesson plans and blah, mm, oh, and extending and blah 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 and all this pre-planning bullshit that uh, kids don't give two fucks about, and and teachers often they they devote way too much time to planning this stuff, and have a hard time letting go when kids don't have two fucks to give about what's going yes. on. Um, yes. Oh hey uh, hey! I, I got oh. I got to do some narrow casting here for a second. Ooh. Hey hey, uh, listener listener Emily, um, now that you're Hi, now, now that you're off in the college, we got to make a note of this because I'm going to forget. We got to talk about um, your college experience and and what they want you to do with planning lesson plans when that comes up. So uh, Emily, um, make a note. I have a question. Is listener Emily going to college specifically for early childhood education? Do we know? Well, yeah, yeah. Um, cool, high cool. school listener Emily is now. I just recorded with her the other day. The ep that episode Amazing. is uh, was released a couple episodes before this one. And uh, uh, high school Emily is now uh, college listener Emily, and she's Yay, uh, she's, playing, Emily. she's playing she's playing softball. She's on a campus that's got an oh, she's she was hitting foul balls into the ocean the other day. I guess which uh, I mean you, you go girl. Yeah, you, you gotta you know, but you uh, what you probably you're gonna end up with a a, a hitting a whale on the forehead or something. The whale Emily, won't notice. It's big. Emily, if you hurt a dolphin with your fucking softballs, we're gonna have there's gonna be beef between us. Um. Anyway, uh, done with the narrow anyway, casting. I'm interested um, because as someone who graduated from college almost ten years ago, I would love to hear about like, are we still pushing lesson planning? Well, like, that's why you know, that's why Emily's going to check in for uh, once in a while, amazing. and we're going to talk with her about that that journey. And also, also, uh, I've told her, you know, we've got enough people working with this podcast that we can come up with. If she needs help with homework, um, we got her we can, back. We can write for her. You know, I was thinking maybe, maybe we need a whole area over at Playhaven um, for for Emily's homework. <laughs> Emily's assignments. Uh, I look forward to that, Emily. If that's cool with you, let's make that a tag. On I the, think that would uh, be fun. Playhaven. We would um, love to have you. But maybe that's making things more complex than they need to be. Right, maybe it is. Who knows? That's part of, I mean, that, that is part of the fun, right? And I think part of that too is the, the again, I, I speak to the American context, but this idea that every problem has to be solved, right? And you want to be the person that solves the problem. Um, mm -hmm. Oftentimes in our workplaces, because that makes us look good, 
uh, like we're worth more money or worth, you know, a better schedule or something. Um, the need to do that can sometimes take away from the ability to just play with the problem and play with the idea and think about what it is. And then a lot, I feel like most, a lot of the time, the simple solution comes out of, at least again, for the, the context that I'm in, comes out of thinking through those complex solutions and then going, wait, what the, why don't I just put the box up higher? If I don't want them in the box, we just move it. What, yeah. what was that? What was that? Why was I trying to make a gate? What the hell was that about? Like, sometimes you get lost in the sauce, right? You know, you're so used to these structures of thinking and then you realize you, it's easier than that. It, it's well, fine. I mean, you can make it, an easier solution. It can be, look, um, you're, you're working with toddlers more now. And yeah. um, as you know, toddlers like to climb on things and throw shit. So a they lot do. of programs will create, will create these, these structures where they try to avoid climbing and throwing and dumping shit out and it makes things very complex to manage that. Yes. Why not create an environment where where kids, th those those little people that need to throw and climb and dump, can throw and climb and dump? Um, it's yes. a simpler solution, but but um, we that requires me to let go of my control of the classroom. That sure. requires me to let go of knowing what people think about me and having them perceive me as a good teacher, as an orderly teacher etc. It's easier for people, again, where we are living and working, uh, to see someone in complete control of a classroom as a good teacher than to see me letting kids paint on their arms for an hour as a good teacher. One of us looks lazy, even though there's a ton of thought going into what I'm doing. So if I care a lot about how people perceive me, it's so much easier to slip back into those other patterns. Yeah, of like, I'm, no. I'm teachering. I better look like I'm teachering. Right, I gotta look like I'm teaching. So maybe one of the ways to get beyond this in the classroom is to to funnel some time and energy into that need um, for complexity out of the classroom. So Sam, yeah. I don't know, I don't know if you're caught up on episodes, but I've I've started baking again. Yeah. Um, so I was I was making I'm making bread. I made made started making bread, and that turned out. And then I got into got into scones. So I've done. Ooh, I love a I've scone done, moment. Ah, oh boy, I can I can bake the fuck out of a scone. Um, <laughs> we've been uh, cran cranberry uh, cranberry chocolate chunk scones is what yes. Tasha's decided she likes best so far. But the uh, throw, yeah, just if you throw a little orange in there. See, I was thinking about that. World. A little orange zest. Yeah. So um, I, I decided I'd need another bread recipe the other day. And I decided, okay, we're going to make me some Asiago bread. Ooh. Um, and I was, I was hunting for the recipe and I noticed I found the most complicated recipe I could possibly find. Um, there's multiple resting periods for the dough Great. and rising periods and, and all of this. And, and it, it, it was like a, four hour and 20 minute process from uh from opening the uh the yeast to taking the bread out of the oven and um i really enjoyed it i really look if yeah. i'm gonna make if i'm gonna make um if i'm gonna make potato salad i would like to grow the potatoes um that i mean <laughs> if, if 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 i want mayonnaise on something i want to make the mayonnaise from scratch make the because 
but yeah, make no, Sam, that's cool. You don't, you don't make it. No, home. I tried. Ma- I tried making mayonnaise once, and it didn't go well. I did something wrong. Oh, I've done that too, and that's part of the fun for me is, right? is is taking this complex thing and trying to trying to trying to make it work. Because one of the reasons, again, we mentioned this, we you like we like that complexity because it makes us feel good about ourselves when we mm-hmm. can we can navigate all that complexity. And if we can find room for that away from work, maybe we can let go of that need at work. And something I will also offer. Just you talking, like the way you lit up talking about, um, you know, all of these steps with the bread and like you want to grow sure. potatoes and that kind of thing. Like we also have to afford children that opportunity to do things in the complex way. Right. Like sure. I had a buddy, I had a buddy who wanted to climb up, you know, the sort of little like arched ladder thing to get on the climbing structure. Um, and he decided he was going to like his first time doing it. He goes around to the other side and tries to climb it, wherein your body is hanging off of it as opposed to push like pushing down on it and i let i didn't tell him you know oh if you go around the other way it'll be easier i just kind of let him hang out and figure it out and when he came up to me and told me it's really hard like yeah have you watched so and so do it so sometimes it's hard for them too but they might have a different idea and so he wrestled with that and then he got he saw someone else do it he decided to try it that way but like you know the way that like the kids mix the colors right I give them all of the colors if they want purple and they figure it out. Sometimes they don't get it because they're having a good time mixing the rest of the colors and making that beautiful brown. And that's okay. You know, I don't have to decide for them what we're doing right now is we're making the purple and the only way you can come across making the purple is to use this much blue and this much red. I can give them the time to play with it and figure it out. A lot of times you see them, you know, try things in the complex way and then they get like, they start to whittle it down into a much simpler way and start to do that more regularly. Or, you know, they might stick with a complex way if that's what's fun for them. And that's cool too. So what's the, is there, is there a correlation there? The, the more we make things complex as the adults in the classroom, the less complex they, things are for kids. The more we pull black back and and simplify things on our end, the more more complexity that they they can have control over. Is I there... feel like this is a beautiful research project, and I would love to do like this. Sounds so fun to re- I want to research this. Like <laughs> this sounds cool to me. Uh, I feel like like my initial hypothesis would be yes and. Because I feel like, I mean, we know, right, based on years and years and years of research, when kids have more things done for them, which is often making something simple, right? It's simpler for me to put the toddler's jacket on than it is for the toddler to put on their own jacket. Takes less time. Um, By doing that, we then have children who are older and struggle to do those things by themselves. So I feel like that is a correlation that we're seeing. So I feel like there's something to this. Like we need to let children have a complex time and we are allowed, like, and again, I I feel like simple is kind of a bad word. You know, sometimes people get, when I tell people like my job is relatively simple, it's not easy in any way, but it's relatively simple. You know, I look at the children in my care. I observe them. I see the things they do and the things they don't do, and I adjust accordingly. 
it's a very simple way to put it, but that involves a lot of work. But I'm not trying to make it complex by being like, you know, in order for them to succeed in phonemic awareness by the time they hit kindergarten, I need to set up A, B, and C activities. No, I don't need to do that. That's okay. I can yeah. just have a rich environment full of many wonderful things. Because they're, they're evolutionarily disposed to figure shit out. Um, Look at it. And, and yet it's, it's hard for early learning companies and early learning publishers to sell products and books Precisely. if we allow things to be as simple as simple as they as they actually are so yes um there's, letting there's kids that. play with trash doesn't earn lakeshore money <laughs> so well, unless you go you go buy their um their they're they're loose their parts own special bundle. trash. I mean, yeah, they they, they try to try to customize the trash for for this. Um, so yeah, I what do you what what's your away from work relationship with complexity? I, I I know you do a lot of fabric arts stuff. I do. do you when you're when you're looking for a crochet project or something? Do you look for the I easiest a, pattern or do you? All right, I have a story about this. Um, so my first quilt is almost done which is very exciting. It looks about how you would expect a first quilt to look. Um, but part of what I was doing in this quilt is I wanted triangles. I didn't just want squares, I wanted triangles because I think triangles are cool. So I had a piece of paper and I am thinking in my, I, I'm, I have a very tough time visualizing fit, like direction, directionality. It's very hard for me. I have like some weird disorder thing. Um, so I draw it all out and I'm like, okay, if I want, Half of the, if I want a, if I want a square made out of two triangles and I want part of it to be this color and part of it to be this color, and I have this much fabric, I'm going to need to cut this many triangles of this color and this many triangles of the other color. And then I'll sew them together and it'll be beautiful. And then I will have a square. Um, turns out there's a name for that, which I didn't bother looking up because I was having a grand old time drawing things. They're called half square triangles. Uh, and if you look it up, you don't have to cut out each triangle individually. You don't have to do that. There's a way to sew fabric together and then cut it and then bam, your square has two different halves that are triangles. I didn't know this, had no and, idea. And they're, they're perfectly aligned. Oh yeah, and they're perfectly aligned as opposed to whatever it is I have, which is special. So beautiful, like what I, what I read, like, when this came up, when I saw the term half square triangle, I was like, hey, that's what I did, right? Like, I, oh, that's not what I did. I didn't do that at all. Like, at no point did I feel bad about myself, right? Or did I feel stupid or anything? I was like, oh, that's hilarious. That, like, I came up with this solution. Turns out people who have been quilting for literal centuries have already figured this out. They figured out the easy and way. There's another way to do it. So, it was, you know, great, great learning time for me. Um, don't need to do that again. Well, I mean, that that goes back to the little guy you were talking about with the climber. I'm sure yeah. when she wants the other kids, she's like, oh, oh fuck. What right? an idiot. Oh, who am I? Oh, man. God, like that's one of the big things about, about trusting kids to figure things out for themselves is they're going to gravitate towards the 
inefficient ways a lot of the time when they're learning to whether it's the right. crawler or putting on their jacket or using a zipper or or wiping off the lunch table or whatever they it is will literally walk the longest way possible to the trash can sure let them sure and and um because i mean their brain has to try all kinds of different things before right. it figures out what the easy way is and when we when we try to jump right to the the easy way for them um it steals their chance to learn from from that complexity so so as we wrap this up we're we're wanting the the church of play that's uh, preached here at the child care bar and grill um is advocating for um less adult complexity more self-selected child complexity yeah i feel i feel like like i feel like that's a obviously like if you say that it's going to require some some backup background information rather um but i would i would agree with that yeah like we don't have to make overly complicated lesson plans you know we don't have to i feel like another fun episode mm, maybe no this might mm, i don't know this this could the feathers could be ruffled with this uh i feel like sometimes in my personal experience sometimes we see people who subscribe to whatever americanized idea we have of reggio emilia style systems choosing to make parts of their practice more complicated when it does not necessarily have to be, but I think that's a whole other bug. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the, I mean, they probably do the same thing with Montessori. Exactly. Too. Like yeah. you could you, Waldorf. You could replace that with anything. Just my experience has been in more of the, yeah. the what who, people who call themselves Reggio inspired schools. So, yeah, yeah. I think that's fun. Hey, listener, is my advice. Speaking, Use the pencil. Of Speaking of uh, complexity, um, as many of you know, uh, a bunch of episodes back, a handful of episodes back. Now I made it more complex to uh, to to connect with the show. I got rid of the uh, the voicemail and text number because uh, well I, just wanna, uh, I just didn't want to. I mean, the man wanted too much from me. I, I like a little bit he of does, privacy. Yeah here at the Child Care Bar and Grill. So um, now the way you can connect with the show is at myplayhaven.com. You go over there. There's a whole there's a whole um, messaging system over there. Look, if you can use uh, Facebook Messenger, you can use this. You can you, use you this. Message, you message me. You can send an audio message or a text message, and uh, we can use it in the show if you have any thoughts about this topic. It is, it is slightly more complicated because you can't just dial the number. You got to register for Playhaven. But look, if you can, around. if you can, if if you were able to play this episode um, and, and, you know, get the episode to play and adjust the volume to the way you like it and everything, you can probably type in your email address and your username and then and then confirm your email address when that email comes and be a, a registered Playhaven user. I, I got faith in you. It's it's a little I bit more too. complicated. You can do this. A little more complicated than it was, but uh, not not beyond you. Um, so if you want to You're talk about cookie. if you want to talk about on the cobs or, yeah, or centaurs and mermaids or 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 whatever we've been talking about in this episode, any of those uh, other horrifying uh, things we come up with to discuss complexity bias, uh, head over there. 
Um, and and if you uh you want to take a take a trip on the childcare barge and grill, um, you got to get a hold of Sam right, for that. Know. Um, I don't yeah. Want to do it. Uh, another cool. idea. Yeah. PC bag, a childcare bar and grill bag, just a tote bag that we just childcare tote bag. bar and grill on. That's it. Uh, just tote bag. I I would argue that early learning people have have more than enough tote bags already. So many no. tote bags. I'm so imagining I when to be like you a moved. Cool kind of bag. I'm imagining oh. when you moved, everything was put in some sort of early learning <laughs> tote bag. <laughs> That's just and a pile of of bags in my corner, <laughs> listeners, that you can't see. And my my uh, quote unquote office, it's more accurately a shit room. But yeah, there's just a giant pile of bags. Uh, I don't. I I don't even know where we're gonna put them yet. Listeners, I can confirm it. You could put all the bags in other bags. Yeah, but there's already bags in bags. Couldn't We're you put out them? Of bag space. <laughs> couldn't you put them in the garbage? Oh no, but these are like reusable bags. Then I'm like, oh, we should, you know, for groceries. But if stuff, you're not going to reuse them, then throw them away. Um, look, I you're in Boston. Who's going to reuse them? Go go down to that. Uh, you got a harbor there, right? I, I, yes, I've I've been. Okay, told. you go down, find where they dumped that tea all those years ago, and just dump those dump those uh bags in that harbor that and... sounds that sounds legal yeah that sounds legal and like a being a good steward of the environment well i mean put some rocks in the bottom of them first so they'll sink i mean <laughs> i'm not gonna mafioso these bags just... we'll give them away for alston christmas yeah yeah do that do that yeah. give give those bags away to somebody else who doesn't want them that's uh exactly that's a lot we better just keep than... them circulating forever yep um, like or throw, I'll sew them yeah. into a giant bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a large bag. I think throwing them away would use uh would would burn less resources than than Possibly. shipping them all over the country to people that don't want them for Christmas. But you know what burns the least amount of resources? Leaving them in a pile in my room, mm, doing yeah, nothing okay. and avoiding the problem until until you move again in a couple of years. Simple solution. <laughs> <laughs> that does sound the least complex. Hey, listeners, this has been the Child Care Bar and Grill, the longest running, most prolific, and least complicated early learning podcast on the internet. Thanks for so listening. Simple. Back soon. Bye-bye. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.